the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast just go to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, and uh, you can find us there. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us. I uh, hope you had a good week and your weekend's off to a, a really good start. Good program laid out for you. Interesting top stories, some economic data, uh, and we're going to be drilling a little deeper into some of the things that are really impacting and can have potentially a bigger impact on the financial markets and the economy. Um, we're talking about the ESG movement, environmental social governance. We're going to be talking about China and some of the interesting trade uh, roundabouts that uh, they're uh, involved in and going to be pursuing. So I think you'll enjoy it uh, and uh, stay tuned for it. So as far as the top stories, uh, what we learned this week is that Biden is going to nominate the Deputy Secretary of Labor, Julie Sue, to head the Labor Department. The reason there's a vacancy, the current labor secretary, Marty Walsh, um, who is a nobody, he was a mayor of uh, Boston and all of a sudden he lands in this job as labor secretary. Well, he's headed out the door. Where is he going? He's actually going to the National Hockey League Players Association. Um, so that just goes to tell you. Um, but the White House called uh, Sue a get ready for it, quote, tested and experienced leader, unquote, and that she would help build a, quote, more inclusive economy, whatever that means. Of course, nobody really knows what that means. But if they keep throwing it at you, sooner or later, something's going to stick on the wall. And that's what their, uh, you know, really what their playbook is dictating. So um, Sue is the former Secretary of Labor for California. Uh, seven congressmen from California previously signed onto a letter that urged Biden not to consider Sue for the position. So these members of Congress accused Sue of overseeing, quote, one of the largest cases of unemployment insurance fraud, unquote, during the virus and of implementing one of the most destructive labor policies in decades during her time as California Labor Secretary. So, again, you're seeing favors, favors, you know, paybacks. You're seeing um, people that are have already been in places they should have never been in, and now they're getting placed in even higher positions. Uh, we saw this during the Obama administration. People didn't know what they were doing. Uh, we're seeing it now again in uh, this administration with Buttigieg and others, uh, you know, in in cabinet positions and, and undersecretaries and still those that you don't even know their names that really are wielding a lot of power and doing a lot of damage behind the curtain. And this is an example of it. So um, we'll see if, in fact, she's able to get uh, through the nomination process. I know there's a lot of people that just don't think she's qualified whatsoever. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Also, uh, Biden and his administration are attempting to develop all, really this new surveillance-style digital U.S. dollar. Uh, of course, he's doing it through executive orders. You've got um, these uh, some of these folks in Congress that are saying, hey, wait a minute. We can't have this nonsense. You've got bills uh, being introduced. One, the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act, and that's been put forth to prohibit unelected bureaucrats in Washington from issuing a central bank digital currency that many people say could diminish your financial privacy rights as an American. So you've got these this bill being put forward. You've got a lot of co-sponsors, and they're saying that it would ensure that the Federal Reserve is held accountable in its research and development of a digital dollar. 
because the consequences, if we get it wrong, are far too serious, according to uh, some of these Congress people. Um, this is scary stuff. Of course, we've talked about it here on the program. Um, and now, of course, it's becoming more uh, kind of uh, front row, if you will, because you have some of these folks in Congress raising their hands saying, whoa, wait a minute, this is very dangerous. Uh, the administration, as I mentioned, signed executive orders back in the spring of last year that requested the Federal Reserve to uh, proceed with their ongoing central bank digital currency research, uh, experimentation of this digital dollar. And then last fall, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and a group of major banks, I'm talking major banks like Citigroup and Wells Fargo, actually launched a 12-week pilot project testing these digital tokens. Um, people are really worried about this, and that's why we brought it up here on the program. I'm really worried about it because if you're going to put the government in charge of your currency um, and they're going to know from a digital footprint – Everything you do and everywhere you go. We're not talking about a credit card here. We're talking about like when you pull out $5 or whatever it may be, the government's going to know what your footprint consists of. That's scary enough. Let's add to that. What if an administration that's in power doesn't agree with what you're spending your money on, who or what you support? You starting to see the picture? It's it's just big government, um, unnecessary oversight, and things that can be tracked and manipulated through the digital currency, just like we've seen in other areas with hacks and um, voter fraud. I mean, you name it. So I think this is a terrible idea. Um, I get the private side of cryptocurrency because when you have a country like ours now that's $31.5 trillion in debt, how can you blame people if they want to go to a cryptocurrency that has a true value that can't be manipulated? We saw cryptocurrencies get crushed last year. People lost their shirts. Um, the FTX scandal, of course, didn't help all the fraud there. And then you see the political connections with that. But that's by choice if you want to be in a digital currency versus the central bank. Oh, let me see. How's the central bank going to do on development of a uh, digital currency? Well, they did pretty good with inflation, didn't they? Supposedly the smartest people in the world at the Treasury Department, at the uh, Federal Reserve Bank, saying that inflation was transitory? No. So just we're going to follow this story very, very closely, and um, I would suggest you do too. And, you know, when we're talking about inflation, just the latest report I saw this week from Lending Club and Payments, uh, the, the, the information that they put out, Americans are still struggling to save money at the end of each month because of this crazy inflation. The report was based on a survey of 4,163 people, U.S. consumers, um, as well as they analyzed some other economic data. And they found that in January, 60 percent of U.S. adults, including more than four in 10 high income earners are living paycheck to paycheck because of this economy and this inflationary environment we're in. According to the report, 45% of consumers annually earning more than $100,000 reported living paycheck to paycheck in January 2023. Is this America? <laughs> People finally, you know, have done well and they're, they're, they're making a, a, a good living some people are making a great living, and they're living paycheck to paycheck. By the way, the numbers versus uh, December of last year, 
found that around 64% of consumers were left with no money uh, to spend at the end of the month, i.e. paycheck to paycheck. So then you go into January, um, or excuse me, December over December, that was 9.3 million more people living paycheck to paycheck in just 12 months. Unbelievable. And they want to spend more money. You just you you just can't fix stupid, right? Nothing that this administration is doing makes any sense. You know, I I thought of this. I don't know if it's if it's truly my thought or not. I wrote it at my uh, uh, at my home desk some months ago. But every tree that this administration has planted has produced rotten fruit. Everything I look at. And it's really a shame because, again, you're looking at people that are going out working hard every day and everyday Americans. And they're being punished and they have to live paycheck to paycheck. On top of that, you've got all these pink slips that are going out that we've been talking about for quite some time. General Motors, I just saw this week, they're going to try to uh, save about two billion dollars over a two year period. So they're cutting a couple hundred, at least a couple hundred um, executive level and salary jobs at General Motors to try to save that money. So they weren't talking about this in January, but all of a sudden they just put it out there. You know, we heard uh, recently that Ford, one of their, of course, big competitors, um, was axing 3,800 roles and product development administration um, around the world. That's on top of other layoffs that they had already talked about. It's really a shame. It really is. Our economy was in such good shape before the virus made its way here and before the voting irregularities and a lot of other things. And now when you look at it, it's just um, it's pathetic. And then on top of that, I saw this week that the Federal Trade Commission released data that shows consumers reported losing nearly $8.8 billion to fraud in 2022. That's 30% more from the previous year. $8.8 billion lost to fraud in 2022, and that's a 30% increase. Um, You know, you've got most of the money being lost to investment scams. But it goes beyond that. You know, people are imposters, um, romance scams, people saying they're the government and extracting information and um, and resources from people, a relative in distress. It goes on lotteries, sweepstakes, you know, scams included business and jobs opportunities. You know, the average phone scam was $1,400. That's the median. So with people dealing with all this other nonsense and all this other stuff that's not necessary, by the way, but, you know, that they are dealing with, um, now they're getting scammed. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. So um, it's be careful, please. And we try to bring that up as often as we can and share, you know, a story or an example for you. But be careful. Be uh, very leery about who you're dealing with and um, and, and what's being offered or promised uh, because uh, so many people are being taken advantage of. And those are the people that we know about. Some people are too embarrassed to even admit it, right? They're they're embarrassed that they got taken, they got fooled, they had the wool pulled over their eyes, and whatever you want to say. But um, just be careful. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, some more very interesting uh, stuff for you. When so the devil went down to Georgia, came to Bama for revenge. He never went down to Dixie. If you knew what he was in for, well, he walked his way from making that murder on his mind the night in middle WT, right past Monroe County. 
Ashley is bringing you their biggest event of the year, happening now. For three days only, shop hot, great deals. The biggest deals of the year on trending furniture styles, decor, and more throughout the store and online. Plus, get no interest for 60 months with no minimum purchase and no down payment. The Orange Event is happening now. Hurry into your local Ashley store to shop and save today. Ashley. See store or ashley.com for details. Tri-County Pumps. Are water issues getting you in the dumps? Call Tri-County Pumps. We specialize in a variety of services to help keep it flowing. No water? No problem. Low water pressure? No problem. Water quality issues? No problem. We provide a free water analysis and estimate. How's your water heater? Does it leave you with the chills? No problem. How's your toilet flushing? Not good? No problem. Tri-County Pumps helping you when you're in the dumps over pesky plumbing problems. Call 301-432-0330 or visit tricountypumps.com. Keep it flowing. Just tell me what's going on. Glad you asked. Just keep it on. 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just grab it uh, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. Thanks for being with us this weekend. I appreciate it as always. Uh, looking at some of the economic data this week uh, really wasn't the, the best week for that, to tell you the truth, uh, which has kind of been the case lately. But we saw that U.S. consumer confidence unexpectedly fell for the second straight month in February. And that's because uh, hardworking, you know, Americans, taxpayers out there, their outlook on the economy tumbled even further showing just how persistent inflation is weighing on shoppers uh, and people just trying to make ends meet like that uh, that report I was just talking about before the break, people living paycheck to paycheck. And it's not just the poor. Of course, as I always remind people, the poor, those on fixed income, and uh, the single moms out there, they have it the worst, period. So uh, then you throw in somebody that's making over $100,000 and they're living paycheck to paycheck. Obviously, you have a serious, serious problem. Um, but we saw the conference board's latest consumer confidence index decline to a reading of 102.9 in February, came down from 106 in January. Uh, the decrease reflected large drops in confidence for households that were uh, ages 35 to 54 and also for households earning $35,000 or more. Uh, So just more statistics kind of proving the point that people really are having an extremely hard time in uh, this this economy and with uh, the inflation and with the um, the craziness in the financial markets. And like I said, it, it impacts everybody. You know, I mentioned uh, those on fixed income. I was talking with uh, clients down in Florida the other day, and they're pretty well off. I mean, you know, they, they don't really want for anything, but they also are extremely concerned and, and really fearful that um, these costs aren't going to um, – the prices aren't going to go down anytime soon. So um, the the lady I was speaking to, her and her husband, but the lady basically was saying, look, we're just doing, you know, basic stuff here um, because it's just such a, a uncomfortable environment and it makes people feel uncomfortable. She's like – Thank goodness I have a really nice wardrobe because I don't I'm not going out and spending. She goes, I'm not going out clothes shopping or anything uh, to that effect because there's this just this kind of black cloud that's following people everywhere because of these high prices. And like I said, what is this administration's answer to high prices? Let's give away more taxpayer money. How do we do that? Well, we have to borrow it. I mean, this none of this makes any sense. $31.5 trillion, not including entitlements, in debt. 
Not that we can understand $31.5 trillion, but we know it's there. And um, you've got these politicians and bureaucrats that want to just keep spending your money, your kids' money, your grandkids' money, because that's all that debt's just put on them. So obviously they're extremely selfish, evil, I think. A lot of them are soulless people. Um, and um, we're seeing this in all of the data. And it's it's funny because, you know, a lot of it, most of it is uh, is government data, so they can't even hide it. They try and manipulate numbers, and then they come back with revisions and think people aren't paying attention, which you know what? Unfortunately, most people aren't. So I commend you, the listeners of this program and those that, you know, listen to other uh, programs and, and reliable um, information sources so that you do know what's going on and uh, you're not going to have, uh, you know, have some fairy tale spun or some fancy word or some uh, nice title to a new spending boondoggle that's just going to hurt this country and, uh, and, and its future citizens even more. So we saw this week that the uh, ISM Manufacturing Index, uh, it continues to flash contraction. So it came in at a reading of 47.7, the fourth consecutive month which the ISM Manufacturing Report has been below 50, which signals um, contraction instead of growth. So that was very uh, disheartening as well to see that. Fortunately, yesterday, we saw the ISM uh, services report, even though it was down a little bit, it stayed in growth territory. So that was uh, good. But again, not that it went down a tenth of a percent, but that it's above 50 at 55.1. Look, I'm looking for anything positive I can find here. And these are just hard numbers. Like I said, some of them are not accurate when you look at this government data and you get the revisions. And the reason for that is because you have good people at these agencies, hardworking people that have to answer to bureaucrats. And if they don't want their life to be made miserable, they're going to do what that bureaucrat wants them to do. You know, we've seen it. We saw it in the Obama administration. It was pathetic. And then uh, we saw some cleanup during the last administration. And then all of the old, um, you know, all the folks that were part of that Obama administration have just been pulled back in. And it's just become a uh, a nightmare again. I mean, I don't have to tell you. You just look at uh, East Palestine in out in Ohio, right? And Buttigieg is just... He is such a soft person. He is such a sissy. And, you know, he's got people that are depending on him, just like they were during the uh, supply chain disruptions, just like when all the flights were being canceled. If you can't do the job, just resign. I mean, if if you're really going to sit there by yourself And be honest and say, this is going to help me. People are going to like me. I'm going to be the first gay president or whatever it is. You're you're just hurting this country in so many different ways. They probably can't be added up. Um, So, again, all those folks, you know, when I talk about this data and about bureaucrats and elected officials and corrupt politicians and corrupt businesses, corrupt individuals. Um, I hope nobody ever takes it out of context that I don't appreciate all the people that do a good, honest, hard day's work at these agencies. And I know firsthand because I do work for a lot of those folks that have retired. It's harder and harder every day because they just can't stomach the work ethic that they see around them from some people, what's asked of them. Um, They can't take, 
you know, any pride in, in the job that they do like they used to be able to. So I know it's hard, and I feel really, really badly for those folks. The others I could care less about because, you know, you're doing all of these things, uh, and it's intentional. Um, so I do feel bad for the people, the hard workers that are there, you know, to, 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 to hold the wall, basically. And I hope you're able to continue to do that because it sure is helpful for, um, you know, for citizens like me and for other people that, that do work hard and, and uh, people that pay their taxes and people that love the country and don't want to see it um, go down the wrong road like it is right now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about in particular some, I think you'll find interesting, some things with China, major threat, by the way. You know, we've got a couple things we have to do immediately. One is shut the border. Um, I, unfortunately... I think we're really going to find it could be immediately, but I think, you know, one, two, three, five years down the road, some of the wrong people for sure were let into this country. And then the type of uh, hell that they can unleash is scary to even think about. So shut the border, got to stop spending. And we just really need to uh, to whip China first and foremost into shape so that they uh, understand who they're dealing with. Old man Gillis was a self-made man Big old gangster from the southern land Was a D.A.'s most wanted man This is 930 WFMD and WFMD.com now, WFMD News. Frederick police continue to search for 15-year-old Limbard Josimar Lopez Funes, who is listed as critical missing. He was reported missing on Saturday, February 25th. He was last seen on Friday, February 24th. In most missing children cases, it's the kid who runs away from home but often returns home safely. That's according to Frederick Police Chief Jason Lando. He says after a family reports their child missing, the kid's picture will be posted on the police department's social media pages until the kid is found safe and returns home. But law enforcement activity picks up after a missing child is labeled as critical. He says the police department has several detectives who are experts in missing children's cases. That's their specialty. That's that's what they do. They work with youth and kids that kids that run away, and they follow every lead possible. And if they get information that that leads them to believe that the child might be in in greater danger than just having run away on their own, um, you know, obviously um, that kind of raises. Uh, that raises things a bit, and that, that would increase the number of resources we bring in. Chief Lando was a guest recently on WFMD's Morning News Express. A new program is being launched in Frederick County to support local STEM companies. The Discover Frederick STEM internship program is described as an opportunity for businesses in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields to broaden their pool of potential employees. Katie Stevens with the Office of Economic Development says students from area colleges will be exposed to the industry through professional workshops. We've heard the need from our employers that are concerned with students that are graduating during the pandemic time that have limited work experience and a need to develop their interpersonal business skills. But Stephen says there will also be opportunities for students to explore what's unique about Frederick County. I'm Kevin McManus, WFMD News. Karen McHugh. More bad weather overnight, this time in the Northeast. A storm that has been wreaking havoc across the U.S. is now drenching the Northeast. Earlier, hurricane force winds and tornadoes ripped across the South and Midwest, killing at least 10 people. Over a million people also lost power, according to a website that tracks outages. More bad weather could be in store for parts of the U.S., with another weather system lurking off the West Coast. Fox's Anita Vogel. Meanwhile, in California's San Bernardino County, where up to 10 feet of snow has fallen in recent days, stranded residents are beginning to run out of essentials like food and medicine. It seems like we have one plow for our all-running springs. Uh, this is the worst that I've seen. It's worse that a lot of people have seen. The National Guard has been called in. Some officials fear it'll take a week to clear roads in the area. America is listening to Fox News.
30 WFMB Skyscan forecast for Frederick and surrounding counties. As we head into the day, sunny with a high near 51 and west winds 22 to 25 miles per hour with gusts as high as 39 miles per hour. Saturday night cloudy with a low around 34 and northwest winds 5 to 15 miles per hour with gusts as high as 24 miles per hour. Sunday, sunny with a high near 58 and gusty northwest winds as high as 18 miles per hour. PJ's Roofing. When it comes to your roof, they've got you covered. Visit pjsroofing.com. I'm Dan Sutton. 930 WFMD with a Fox Sports update. From the Fox Sports studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Figures. Plenty of NBA hoops on Friday night, highlighted by a big game between the two top teams in the West. Denver coming away with a 113-97 to victory over Memphis as Nikola Jokic racked up 18 points, 18 rebounds, and 10 assists. The Nuggets are undefeated when he records a triple-double. Devin Booker scored 35 points, while Kevin Durant chipped in 20 as Phoenix beat Chicago for their eighth win in their last 11 games. Eight straight wins for the Knicks, who got 43 points from Julius Randle and a victory over Miami. It was Minnesota 110 and the Lakers 102 as Rudy Gobert scored 22 points and grabbed 14 rebounds. The Warriors defeated the Pelicans 108-99 to for their fifth straight win. Sacramento has also won five games in a row. They beat the Clippers 128-127. to Atlanta hammered Portland while the Thunder steamrolled Utah. Orlando beat Charlotte. The Nets came back from 28 down to beat Boston. The 48th annual Frederick Holman Garden Expo is the place to meet Frederick's top builders, remodelers, and outdoor living experts. March 18th and 19th at the Frederick Fairgrounds. Family activities, demos, and more. Take your dream home to the next level. March 18th and 19th. Visit frederickexpo.org. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast. And, you know, I was talking right before the break, um, talking about uh, China. Well, I should have said, sometimes I forget, the Chinese Communist Party is who we have to smack around and get them in line. Not the Chinese people. They're wonderful people. It's no different than in, in Iran, Right. The ruling party, the Ayatollahs, all those freaks, uh, they're the problem. And that's why, of course, you've seen the revolt from uh, the everyday Iranian people. So just wanted to be clear on that. It's the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, When I talked to one of my guests, I guess most recently, an expert on China, uh, his take was 83 million members of the Chinese Communist Party. You got, what, 1.2 to 1.4 billion over there. 83 million, roughly, in the uh, Communist Party. I guess you really have to be careful, right? If you're a citizen, you never know who's looking over your shoulder, who's going to go tell on you, get you thrown in jail or worse. Um, Xi Jinping, you know, he's a gangster. That's all. He, You know, he's a dictator, He's like Putin, uh, Maduro, all these guys. They're just, you know, they're real dictators, uh, real gangsters, real thugs. So China needs to be dealt with. Um, And I'll tell you, you know, one of the things people just forget so quickly. Here's something that I saw this week. Office landlord defaults are on the rise throughout the United States because employees continue to work from home. So you've got a list of major commercial real estate landlords that are defaulting on their loans, and uh, that number is increasing. I said, and, and I think everybody knows this, more and more people are working from home. Fine. If that's the business, you know, if that's their choice for their employees to either work at home 100% of the time or a hybrid, you know, some in the office, some not. But, see, this was a forced issue because of China. 
because of the virus that came from China, of course, the politicians, um, local, state, federal, the bureaucrats that overreacted to the virus and shut down businesses, right, where they couldn't go into their offices. So this wasn't something that was well thought out by a business trying to figure out how to negotiate their future needs when it came to office space, parking, what you know, all that stuff that goes into it. This was forced by China. And at the same time, you've got China really pushing back, telling this administration that you better not say that the virus came from the lab in Wuhan and all the other ridiculous talk, which, thank goodness, we weren't part of that. Um, But China is responsible, yet they won't take any responsibility. So not only did they create death and illness and destruction from people losing their houses, losing their cars, whatever it may be, losing their businesses. And, of course, we're still seeing seeing that. But you've got now, this is a whole new wave of bankruptcies in commercial property because not only will China not own up to it, but they have no concern whatsoever of trying to make it right. So all these companies are on their own and all the individuals as well. So it's really a terrible, terrible thing. That's why I was saying that the Chinese Communist Party needs to be held accountable instead of smacking around um, Biden and Blinken and Austin and all the other cabinet members, much less anybody under them. There's no respect at all. The other thing I saw this week, China, which, by the way, is the largest coal consumer in the world, and there's nothing wrong with that in my mind, they basically saw their uh, coal consumption um, just skyrocket in 2022. And basically what they were doing is these coal power construction starts, these new project announcements, um, they were accelerating the permitting process dramatically, it said, um, where two new coal power plants were permitted per week in China. So you've got Biden, Al Gore, um, John Kerry, Bill Gates, all you know, all of the politicians, the crooked politicians and elitists talking about climate change um, and saying you've got to use this unproven, unreliable, expensive energy alternative um, while China says, hey, we're going to cut our emissions by half between 2026 and 2030. You know, they're going to have this massive reduction. That's their commitment. All right. How much of a how much truth is associated with that commitment when they can bring on two coal power plants a week? There's none. By the way, India is the second largest coal uh, user. Um, They're trying to say the same thing. You know what makes this even worse, folks, as I was thinking about it? And again, I can't blame China and India for utilizing natural resources to provide energy, especially to very poor people. You know, they want to stay warm. They want to stay cool. They want to have energy to at least maybe keep their refrigerator on. And then, of course, you get into the morality of it, not only helping a person stay warm or stay cool, depending on the weather. But what about if there's a hospital or a local medical clinic and they truly need reliable electricity, 
to keep people alive. So I don't fault them for doing this. I mean, I fault us for not using our traditional reliable energy because it's, in my opinion, the whole climate thing's a scam. And you can see it with the elitist because when Al Gore and John Kerry and Bill Gates or whoever it is, when they're asked about them being allowed to fly on private jets, they say basically it's okay because it's me. It's not you. So since it's me, it's fine. So it's just a scam. Um, And what makes this scam worse is China's bringing on two coal power plants per week if they decide to. And at the same time, we're paying the Chinese Communist Party to build solar panels here for here in America that what I'm seeing, I don't know about you, I'm seeing more and more are covering valuable, very valuable agricultural land. That does not bode well. I mean, again, it does if you're Bill Gates, the largest ag property owner in the entire country, 287,000 acres. Why does Bill Gates need 287,000 acres of uh, ag land? Because he wants you to eat his mush down the road. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, what else would it be, right? These people have serious motives, and I really, truly believe they're not in our best interest. So the only good thing that's been happening because um, good Americans are standing up is they're sick of this globalization. They're, they're mad, again, that we got rid of our manufacturing base. We've enriched China. They make stuff for us, but it's junk. Um, and it's, it's all run now by Xi Jinping, you know, the leader of the Chinese Communist Party. He's getting closer with Putin and Russia. You're starting to see these alliances. It doesn't bode well for America because of the weak leadership that we have uh, and the softness that we have in, in, in these, uh, whether it's local, state, or federal um, elected officials, you're seeing so much weakness and kind of like the crybaby stuff. Um, and that doesn't bode well. Here's something else. Chinese companies are now establishing factories and production in guess where? Mexico. When that happens, then those goods can be labeled made in Mexico instead of made in China, even though it's a Chinese company. And then they benefit from the free trade agreement. So we need people to come in and do the right thing. We're seeing some of that with uh, fiscal and moral conservatives in Congress. Thank goodness. And uh, hopefully that will continue. So having let you know all that I've kind of got up to speed on this week, the, you know, the, the latest um, refresher, if you will, on some of these issues that I follow all the time that I've talked about, uh, we'll talk about obviously one of the things a lot of people are concerned about is their retirement, uh, their assets, their retirement income. So we're going to talk about that on the other side to wrap up this program. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here.
Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Fairfax area attorneys. Offices in Fairfax, Virginia and Frederick, Maryland. CordellCordell.com It's Frederick County Basketball on 930 WFMD. A service of Mark Cool Heating and Cooling. The Boys State Quarterfinal. Frederick and St. Charles. Saturday afternoon starting at 1.50 on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast. So wrapping things up, like I said, obviously, you know, never try to bum you out. Just try to make sure everybody knows what's going on. Um, so when I learn things or I get a refresher uh, from various economists or portfolio managers or whoever it is I may be talking to, strategists, um, I want to share it with you. And uh, that's the way we've always done things, and that's the way we're going to continue to do them. One of the big worries, obviously, after a bad year last year uh, for people in the financial markets and how their uh, investments and retirement uh, was impacted is, are we going to have another year? I'm worried. Um, You still have these guys trying to uh, spend more money. Um, the Federal Reserve is raising rates more. We can't get rid of inflation, right? There's all these concerns which are valid. And I totally understand that. So, you know, people, I think, really, if you didn't do it last year, um, you should have uh, talked about or made some progress in changing your risk tolerance and how you were going to go into 2023 knowing what you know. Um, so you look at that risk tolerance, you look at what your needs are. Hopefully you have a retirement financial plan so that you can review it. Um, it's not on the back of a envelope or on a napkin, you know, where you can really look at your life, your numbers, your budget, your assets on paper right in front of you, factoring in inflation and taxes and all the other stuff. So make sure, I would suggest, that you have a good handle on your risk tolerance, especially as we go further into 2023 uh, and beyond. So um, it it obviously depends on your personal need for uh, growth, for an income stream, um, you know, whatever it may be, you want to make sure that you have the best handle on the situation as uh, as possible and then understand what you're invested in so that um, again you're you have quality but even above and beyond that you know do you really want to be in invested in a company that is invested in China that is benefiting the Chinese Communist Party do you want to be invested in something that is beneficial to Russia. Do you want to be invested? You, you know, you get the theme, right? Uh, do you want to be invested in, you know, we're very focused on uh, biblically responsible investing. You know, do you want to be invested in something knowing that if you profit from that stock investment, it had to do with pornography? or with uh, slave labor down their supply chain. So understand what you're invested in so that you know that however you benefit, it's truly in a clean and, um, and beneficial way for everybody. Um, but, you know, you look at uh, your IRAs, your 401ks, your 403bs, whatever it may be, 
you uh, get a second opinion on that, have it analyzed and run through the filter so that, again, you're sitting there with facts in your hand saying, okay, this is going to provide, based on history, the rate of return I was looking for. And also I know that um, I'm not violating any of my personal um, moral kind of anchors, if you will. So we've seen that, you know, people, when they are made aware, as I mentioned, that they're in China or they're in um, uh, Russia or whatever it may be, um, you know, they, they're very upset. They, they had no idea that they were in that junk and they don't want any part of it because they totally disagree with it. But then this is totally normal. They never really thought about it until we posed the question and said, hey, do you want that second opinion? And to have your portfolio filtered so that you feel comfortable and, you know, you know what's going on and you make these educated decisions. So um, that's just, again, if you haven't made, you didn't make changes last year and you're wondering because of all of these things going on and all the inflation and the higher interest rates and the various things that I talked about, the best way to give yourself peace of mind is to have that second opinion and to um, have things filtered and then make uh, educated decisions going forward. Um, and I can just tell you from experience when we do that for people, um, it's uh, it's amazing the satisfaction that it brings them. So that's what I would encourage you to do. Um, so I will talk with you on the Morning News Express uh, that's weekdays, 550, 650, 750, when um, I'm uh, having a conversation with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. And um, that's always fun. Um, it's fun to talk to those two guys and to let uh, all the listeners know, um, you know, what's going on, what's the latest news, what's the down and dirty, you know, what does it really mean? Not just some financial talking head trying to keep you around to the next commercial, right? Um, because unfortunately that's what, uh, cable news does these days. Well, they've always done it. So, um, I, I, I look forward to, uh, to joining them again, Monday through Friday, five fifty six fifty seven fifty for live conversations. And then we're back here, uh, next Saturday for another edition of the, your financial editor program. So have a great rest of the weekend. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success.